content and then put 100 million more for marketing if it's a big movie and did they make more than that in in theaters but they always write it off as a loss anyway for yeah it'll still be a loss but that way you can actually you get an idea of if they made money or not welcome to the dresden's files podcast no, we're losing money Wars just podcast. by talking the, about it the building was on fire and it was thomas's fault that's <laughs> <laughs> No, it was obviously movie. Justine's fault because she's infected or some shit. I thought uh, it was Ivana. Ivana, Ivana, it to be Justine. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's the theory as yeah. it goes now. <laughs> Justine is nemesis. She's the whole thing. She has been uh, the entire time. It's that, time it's, that, it's that meme where it's the astronauts and in space and the guys holding the gun to his head, <laughs> and it's just a picture of Justine instead of Earth. Oh, I see. I was thinking, like, wait, it's mantles. Always has been. So come oh, on, Mantles doesn't even do that. that. I haven't seen that meme infect the Dresden file subreddit, but thank you for that. Now I get oh, to look forward to that over oh, the next it, couple it weeks. It will be there, or it has been there, or I'm just again, <laughs> I can't anticipate how these people work, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so is Justine pregnant with Murphy? Is that the new like time traveling pregnancy? Murphy Mab, the you know, mm-hmm. so Mab's a white court vampire confirmed. You heard it here first. Justine so, actually births whoa. all the mantles, and Murphy <laughs> is a mantle. Right. Murphy is yeah, a mantle. Is a mantle. <laughs> every, every generation, it's not the Slayer anymore. It's the Murphy. <laughs> yeah, well, I might as well be for the fucking amount of shit she can do. Right. Well, that's fantastic. So let's try to talk about something a little bit more sane, like HP uh, Lovecraft's monsters. Uh, yeah. No. Mm, yeah. Like things being on fire and it being Thomas's fault. Yeah. I guess we can just. Get right into it i don't think we have any more updating news or anything uh so chapter seven if anyone cares obviously these dumbasses don't but the building is on fire and maggie is inside and so mm-hmm. harry has to break his way in and he kind of sort of is in the middle of doing that when ivana like rises out of the earth and takes him instead so they get to do this creepy earth walk stuff oh yeah right i know that sounded way cooler than the way that I had mentioned it. So like she rises from the earth. Yeah, mostly she's earth walking. But yeah. Everybody's all unsettled about that. I don't know what the big deal is. So well when he describes it as like the their molecules are passing through each other and like the, the dirt going through them that way and that's why like everything tastes all bad. It's like that does sound creepy and worrying. Well it's probably yeah. it just tastes bad because Harry's bad at it, you know, but like the flash, he can pass through shit. So more than just the earth. I'm just saying. The vibrating molecules things like an old old trope but or whatever anyway so the yeah. embassy's on fire and harry realizes that he left the stove on with his kids at the house mm-hmm. but he only <laughs> cares about one kid so it doesn't that's matter. true right yes yeah. which is which is good because like three chapters ago he didn't even care about her when they were making pancakes together so and he ate it. all of her pancakes right yeah he didn't didn't worry about mouse either but maybe that's justified mouse gets on blue fire he's probably okay with just the regular stuff right yeah (laughs) he ambiently absorbs energy from the world around him he photosynthesis with magic he's fine Hmm. ivana is doing her fairy impression and not really answering many questions but uh like he says i have to get my daughter and she says yes and they start going, uh, and he eventually realizes that she is uh, the one person he can see, but there are hundreds of people around them uh, about to hundreds. beat him. That's not yeah. the impression I got, but there are guards around him, yes. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> she explains Go that on. the uh, the apartment that is on fire is separate from the rest of the living quarters because uh, having a guest like Harry, they thought it wise to take such precautions. And they can't get to Maggie because Mouse won't let them. Because they're being assholes and trying to earth walk through the floor. Yes, but she doesn't say that part. Well, why should she? That would paint them in a bad light. Right. We don't get it. We we came at your daughter looking like bug-eyed fucking aliens trying to grab her from beneath the, the ground. Like, why won't she just let us in? Why, why is the guardian spirit, you know, guarding? Well, it- Ivana didn't even know they were trying to come through the floor, right? Maybe. It was, it was the other guy who was like, because she like turned to, uh, I forget who the other guy was, but she turned to one of the other ones and was like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> Gedwig, who's constantly Gedwig, being yeah. uh, presented as an asshole, but I don't know. She could know and then could be acting. It's possible. Sure. Eh. You can't trust him yet. Yeah. Good cup, bad cup. Right. Yep. All right, but uh, he eventually says, I don't know what's going on. I've been at my girlfriend's all evening and he doesn't have that childish thing of, oh, she's not my girlfriend. Like that happened way too many times in Skin Game. Finally. Right. Uh, and she says, makes him say it again and realizes he's telling the truth because why would he be lying and he doesn't know what's going on at the embassy or anything that Thomas did. So do you do you guys think that they have some sort of like innate ability to decipher truth from lies because she just asked him to repeat it and he he repeats it and then she was like oh like okay like my lie detector didn't go off like you're definitely telling the truth do you think they have some sort of innate ability i mean they're kind of fey right so mm-hmm. it, it would make some kind of sense but yeah it could be that it could be she has some magical stuff kind of like tilly right he can just tell because it's part of his talent but right. uh, yeah, um, you know. Lucio also did something like that at one point of making him say it again to, n- mm-hmm. to know if he was telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you can get you can get a lot of people just with a human ability to you know read people just by like say what you said, but say it again and then pay attention to the details. You know, do they hesitate? Sure. Do they look off? You know, their body language can say a lot about it. And yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she gets it and then uh you know anyway continue yeah uh so after declaring that he's telling the truth ivana takes him to the apartment that they're trying to break into to get maggie and gedwig and others are about to get a ram to break the door down because they can't get it open (laughs) and he explains that uh you better let me do it because you'll break down the whole wall if you do it Mm -hmm. gedwig has uh, a stroke over the fact that you installed more precautions you're not allowed to do that <laughs> right clearly it was smart though do you want to explode because that's how you explode also wizard like come yeah. on so this display of your distrust could be considered an insult to Svartel hospitality it's like my distrust do your people have a word for irony <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so he has a pentacle thing on his key and he that allows him to go into the door and then he finds mouse running around the floor looking and sniffing and being very guardiany and maggie and hope on the table i noticed this defense is more sumpy proof than the lightning to bring down the whole wall 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just it doesn't like I assume like the, you know, the way it's explained it's like, like you know because the lightning discharged in the end it just it just ran out and the zombies kind of like it will take a lot more for the zombies to get in this time like we're still yeah. learning. Also, he right. doesn't want to hurt everyone else around. He just wants to make sure they can't get in. It's, it's zombie-proofing. That's that's mm -hmm. what I'm going with. Right. <laughs> yeah. He should have just done it to the floor, too, knowing that they can earthwalk. Why didn't he? Because Dresden. Did he, did he know that they could earthwalk? Yeah. He mentioned oh, yeah. it when Ivana uh, came and did it with him. It's like, oh, we're going to do that? You, you people are weird. And right. then later, he's constantly oh, thinking yeah. about, we're surrounded by stone. I don't want to make the Spartels mad. So you get to see Mouse uh, whirl around and try to attack a Svartelf coming out through the floor. Very good boy. <laughs> uh, then he goes, uh, Harry goes back outwards and makes them stop trying to grab the children. And this is when Ivana talks to Gedwig and makes him stop and supposedly she didn't know. Maybe she didn't, but I don't trust it yet. It's only implied. She never says she didn't know. Exactly. I was gonna say, she just, she says it angrily. It, but he doesn't know what she said. Yeah, it it could it could easily be like you know you knew I was bringing him. Why are you still trying to grab him while he's here? Like yeah, Kaibosh on the going us to get our asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then tell me again how you're mad about the wards, you know, and the distrust. Right. Yeah, there's something. And he kind of points it out of like, I thought you said they're safe. They are. So why are you still trying to grab them? Right. Leverage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, he demands to know what is going on. And uh, she says, I will show you if you wish. I wish. And so they start walking around. Uh, the security measures are kind of insane. And the bad things happened the way they generally happened through treachery. Assassin mm. reached Etri's business chambers, and there were explosions which started the fire. Mm. And the person that they lost was Austri, who he had made the comment of, "Would it kill you to let up once in a while?" It right. might, it might, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think that he did. Like, I don't know. It's no. we, we don't know what, entirely what happened. So you know, we'll see. But. You know, like like she says, treachery, right? So like, obviously, he came in as a as a trusted friend because he was. But you know, like I I doubt Austri because every time we've seen him on screen, he follows the security guidelines to the letter. I doubt you know he he missed something that they would have otherwise scanned for. Like, think about it. We're dealing with incendiaries here, so are they magical or mundane? And they probably have some way to detect either of them. So either, you know, either he did relax the scan, you know, because Thomas is a friend or that it's something new and they missed it. You know, like, I, I don't really see, like, Austria didn't ever let his guard down any other time that we've seen it. So, you know, I, I doubt he did it here. Job. Right. Well, and I mean, that's just the implication we've got now, you know, obviously, like, I don't know. I, I'm still not sold that Thomas actually did it versus he got used, right. you know, but yeah. we'll see. How, how many months now? Were we down to two now? A month and a half. A month 45 and a half. days from the moment of recording. Yay! So excited. Yeah. So they get down to their business room, war room, something, 
and it has uh, the dead body of Austria off to the side and a whole bunch of people triaging around. And uh, Etri is his in his tiny inhuman form, but also being very intimidating. And learns that Harry doesn't know what the hell's going on. Shocker. Mm. So what do we do with allies? Apparently, full transparency. transparency. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just important and it was a great moment you know it's like yeah. I, I don't think he knew so how do we treat our allies <laughs> like all right everything so yeah. so ivana takes harry off and to find the cell with a very battered broken thomas and where he uh, says just remember to drink your ovaltine so <laughs> just give me about 45 years to explain how I've got to just start every sentence with just instead mm -hmm. of, you know, just saying Justine. Yeah. I, I mean, sounds <laughs> like he was missing most of his teeth and really bad uh, beatings being done, but he said, just is it, whatever. And everyone said, is saying it's Justine now. Yeah. He's saying Justin. All right. <laughs> Justin Demore. <laughs> Justin Demore. Uh, yeah. He's back. Right, E.G.? <laughs> Does Thomas even know if Demorn? Yeah, of course. I'm Harry sure he knows broad strokes. I since, don't know. Since Demorn sent him, the answer is obviously <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, right. He actually knew him before Harry even got there as an apprentice. He's been he's been a mole this whole time. Right. Yeah, Thomas. So Harry has the question of what will happen to him, and Ivana says justice. Just. Maybe he was saying justice. Come on, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Clearly, he was saying to blave, which, as we all know, means to bluff. So I'd prefer that. <laughs> she seems very certain that uh, he is going to die. And if not, then there will be a massive war. Mm. Shocker, really. Uh, so think Harry's basically just putting together of all of the things stacking against him and realize he can't do anything about it yet. Promises he's going to take care of Justine and then leaves. Bye. Yeah. And uh, so chapter nine starts out with Maggie asking what's wrong because uh, now they have to get all of their bug out bags and shove Bonnie in one of them and then leave. Mister gets a can of tuna in all of this because they got to get him into the carrier. <laughs> important footnote exactly yeah. maggie doesn't get pancakes but mister gets the tuna <laughs> yes <has> seniority <laughs> Fair. And he does <laughs> and there's a kind of conversation between harry and maggie of how do you deal with the bad things and michael always says that you're a good guy and he gets all teary-eyed again but she's going to be with the carpenters for the rest of the book because it's safe there, like Ebenezer was saying, and Harry didn't want to admit. But he also is going to use it. I mean, it's not like that house almost burned down anytime recently. So. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that for at least four more books. <laughs> when everything is on fire and it wasn't my fault? No, when the Dutarians <laughs> come back around again. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he else? hasn't picked up on the pattern, then he's an idiot. <laughs> but we already know that. Well, now Molly has her uh, her she watching the house too. So right. like, they have no qualms about killing humans. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> They're not going to kill her humans. No, but theoretically, they would be killing whatever goons are coming to burn down the house with Molotov cocktails that the angels oh, yeah. go, ooh, no, we mustn't touch. Yeah, right. Yeah. The small part of this conversation is Maggie asking, what happens if you don't come back? And uh, he says that he's going to, but kind of explains how he has put in precautions to make sure she will still be taken care of. The carpenters will take over for her guardianship and he's going to stay around as a ghost with the assurance of Uriel to make sure that she always has him watching her. And also a bit surprised Uriel like promise out a map and stuff too. One. Yeah, but I would look, love to see that conversation. Well Uriel, he I mean he runs a ghost already, you know, in between lands. So I, I Yeah, but having to go check in on a single one on Earth like regularly, this I don't know. He's all about personal choice too, so it just depends on how much he's enabling you know, versus yeah. how much he's just like, it's probably like, since Dresden understands way more of the ins and outs, he's like, I am doing the following things. I just want you to, to double down and say, you're not going to fuck with it <laughs> when I do this. Like, I am coming back as a powerful shade. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure business. Colin, Jack, Murphy could do the same thing if he was, you know, got over his issues about not wanting to deal with his daughter who he's, you know, left he could probably visit her if he wanted to. He chooses not to because he is as angsty as Murphy is in general. <laughs> Where do you think she got it? Yeah. Maybe he maybe he was just like, you know that bill I could never send you? That job you sent me on that I didn't know you sent me on? So if you watch over my go my goals were like we're square. Yeah, That's I don't I don't think Muriel actually sees that bill as an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't think Muriel has any money. I'm sure he, he could simply money. think it into existence if yeah. necessary. But he's not allowed to think it into existence. Let's just say that you don't pay with money. Right. Would but, you really, I mean, seriously, if, if you had to get a favor back from an archangel, unless you're an entirely a materialist person, there's something you can do better than money, I would imagine. I don't know if the archangel is really allowed to do anything materialistic anyway. So well, really well, that depends on what you... I mean, if we're going Isn't, even by Uriel's own history, he went and killed all the firstborns of Egypt. Allegedly. He can get pretty hands-on when when it's cold and when the leash gets taken off. Remember all the plagues? Yeah, he was the hatchet man. So. Where was the but free will on that? But also in Skin Game, when he, uh, when he hands his mantle or whatever over to Michael... Grace. Michael grace. then had, his, oh, his grace. Sorry, jumbo jet. <laughs> it's totally different than a mantle, <laughs> right? Then he um, would be able to act. But he, I mean, how is he gonna make money? Pancakes? Yeah. Well, he was saying that he can like unmake universes and stuff. So I, I kind of wonder what his extent of what he's allowed to do is. Like, it sounds like it's pretty vast compared to other well, angels I mean, or other spirits or well. Not to get too much on tangent, his what what his power is is endlessly enormous. But what he's allowed to do with this is very tiny. That's why he had to right. give his grace to have Michael walk. True. So yeah. how much the the question is how much power does he have? And the answer is yes, uh, because I think Infinite. the more specific question is how much power does he need to accomplish the task? 
you know, so that's how much is going to be imparted to him. Like at no point, like the most important thing about his power is that he is not allowed to use it of his own volition at at any point. He he, he balances, well, I mean, the grace thing aside, you know, he balances the scales like that's that's his purpose. So I mean, he could decide to blow something up if he wanted to. It just comes with the extended consequence of then turning into the next Lucifer. Or at least falling, you know, yeah, so. Yep. One thing about the fact that we're seeing all of these plans, I feel guaranteed that they're not going to happen. He's not going to die again in the books, and we don't get to see these plans come to fruition. He dies in this book, what do you think? Yeah, I was like, that's not true. Eh. (laughs) And he's going to die when he kills his alternate version self. Doppelgangers don't count. And he'll probably <laughs> die, but he'll do like uh, uh, what was the the time stone thing that Doctor Strange did in his movie when he's in the outside and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, Yog Shugoff, I've come here to bargain. <laughs> I've come to, to my move. Yeah. I have come to bargain. <laughs> well, and I was also thinking like, I know, I know he's already used it, so there's a disadvantage, but I could easily see some, him fighting something where he has to die and fight alongside his shade again. You know, where it's just like. Now there's two of me, the ghost me and the real me, and we're going to kick your ass. But He did, you know. did Dunbrook 3. I know, but it's still, like, imagine fighting two, you know, epic level Harrys with all yeah. the stuff. Imagine fighting Harry and then slightly more or less corporeal Harry. <laughs> right. <laughs> you thought I was annoyed before I could walk through walls. You just do wait. <laughs> so. I wonder if that go- the new ghost would have all of Harry's former past experience as a ghost running around in his soul, basically in Ghost Story, and therefore already be on a pretty good level to start doing ghosty things. I guess he would, probably. Can't imagine why not. When he was a ghost, he had his former knowledge. He just couldn't do shit because he didn't have the experience. Yeah, that's what... uh, Now he will have had the experience. Yep. Alright. Tangents aside... Yes, okay. We made it a uh, whole chapter, right? So Yeah, the children go to the carpenter's place. We made it three, technically. Oh. Yeah, we're on chapter 10 now. Um, mm-hmm. So then Harry decides to go see Justine. <gasps> Which is yes. a total red herring, because he should be looking for Demorne right now. Yeah. <laughs> this joke's uh, not getting old. It was Demorne, <laughs> but under I mean, a glamour. 45 days, and we're going to write this one out. So, like, yeah, right. <laughs> Demorne masquerading as Justine. It was, That's what he was saying. He's Justin been her the really... entire time. <laughs> Thomas has actually been. Oh with my god! Justin this whole time. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she survived. That was the perfect ploy. Like he, Thomas, really killed the real Justine, but Justin came back as a glamour Justine and be like, "I don't know. I survived somehow. Don't you still love me?" The real question <laughs> is whether or not he's he's actually pregnant. <laughs> okay well, i even can't handle this speculation. harry sees a glow and attributes it to the pregnancy so and not her something is aura. different yeah, yeah something's uh, different high level wizard wielder of last shield <laughs> oh, i'm done i'm sorry <laughs> You've said that three times and not been done any of those times. <laughs> yeah. This time yeah. for reals, though. I don't believe you. But... So uh, Harry tells Justine everything that happened, and because she's smarter than he gives her credit for, her first question is, does Lara know? 
And then he had this thing of, oh, you're right. That is a good question. Why didn't I think of that? As uh, she's Harry dressed. Yeah, but he knows that she's more capable than just being the damsel. She, he knows what happened in even hand. Right. I mean, every everybody's got some superpower. Her superpower is being underestimated at every turn. So, like, I mean, yeah, it's, that, that actually is fair. <laughs> presumably, <laughs> presumably, even like even Laura, right? She she knows better, and she still, you know, keeps Justine close. And so, like, at least until this book, I always felt she really just did know better, and this was her being like, okay, this is my triple double mole you know or whatever but like after some of the stuff i don't know like we'll we'll see what eventually shakes out but you know the but justine is she literally works for the actual ruler of the white court and she is running around all of these super secret spy sex vampires all the time Mm -hmm. and they underestimate her all the time (laughs) you know so the fact that harry underestimates her being an idiot is not at all surprising, you know, so. I guess so, but it's also disappointing when he has seen her be very capable in White Knight and he knows of even hand and the fact that she is being a mole on behalf of Thomas and him and all he does is expect her to be a dumb damsel. That doesn't right. matter. He argues with Murphy every book, even though she's fucking superwoman that she shouldn't go into this fight. <laughs> That's, I mean, mostly not since Summer Night. I mean, every he, book. he thinks it. He <laughs> thinks it every book, he, for sure. And then they had yeah. casual. If you're about to say what I think you're about to say, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I have so the conversation without years. exactly having it. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. All right. Well, if Laura doesn't know, she will soon. Harry says, and. Uh, Thomas is alive, but not in a good spot. Might as well really. not be. Yeah. Uh, they won't just kill him. They have to abide by the accords. No, so. Do they choose to. Okay, you're right. He says they will abide by the accords, not that they have to, because words matter. All right. And Justine is the damsel and extracts a promise from Harry that he's going to save Thomas, which of course he was going to do because Thomas is a brother and there's no way he wouldn't. Not that that seems to matter to anybody whenever they're having a conversation with him. Are you manipulating me? No, he's my brother. No, it makes no sense, even though we've had this conversation three times about how we love family. Yeah, over the course of many books at this point. Well, that's going to be Lara's whole arc this book. Oh, I love my family. Yeah, well, he's my family too. Oh, I love my family. Well, he's my family too. And at the end, why would you screw me over? Like, wait, no, he's family. What are you talking about? Stupid. Uh, so the good part. Justine is definitely holding something back, right? Like we all are getting that vibe. I don't There's know. There's more going on around Justine at least than we can see. Whether Justine knows about it and is withholding, I don't know. But especially when Gray comes into the picture and we can see all of the people who are watching her, it's like, how do they know and why do they care? Yeah. And anything else. But And even even Gray, I think it was Gray who said like, you know, I don't know how to pronounce this the right way. I think it's femme fatale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, she's a femme fatale, right? <laughs> and there's so many like, I don't know, there's so many hints at that in this book where it's like, there's gotta be something coming with that. And like, 
they're just enough like not in your face to seem like something butcher would do you know what i mean yeah they do seem like hints but we don't know what they're going to yet yeah i and i i have a feeling that whenever we like eventually figure it out or if thomas is able to like get healed or whatever he'll be like no i was trying to warn you against justine i was saying like justine it's justine like she did this <laughs> you know what i mean i'd hate that I, huh? I, I think it would completely ruin the relationship that he's built over many books to for her to be the bad guy and that's it if she's infected and it, it, nothing else I, I don't know it would it would just i would really hate it yeah someone really close to to harry is gonna be infected like you're gonna hate it like no matter who it is probably yeah yeah, because even... Uh, For sure even, someone is. Yeah, because Ebenezer says, I can't remember if it was one of the past chapters or the one that's coming up, where he's like, someone close to you is going to like stab you in the back. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's definitely coming. Yeah, it was Thomas. Did we all not read the same book? No. Probably no, not. Well, <laughs> what well, he was actually, it was a misdirect about how Harry stabbed Maggie in the back by eating her pancakes. <laughs> exactly yeah but no i don't i don't think he was referring to thomas i think it's somebody it's either justine or it's somebody like coming up soon who's gonna like turn on him at the very last no minute, it's obviously he's like, talking about himself because ebenezer's really just a bad guy yeah, he's trying to project but really i can't let's keep the ball rolling otherwise okay. I'm gonna put my the ball hasn't ball rolled away. you left and the ball went nowhere <laughs> okay. uh right harry knows about the pregnancy and she breaks down of like why would he do this if he loved me wouldn't he have just stayed or didn't say all of those words so maybe it's a misdirect but uh he comforts her and is just kind of reaffirms that he has to save thomas and then chapter 11 starts as he goes around the whole building like twice searching for anything possibly magical around her and ebenezer sneaks up on him because he wasn't paying enough attention mm. uh, allow me to introduce myself so. i'm you but 50 times more effective and powerful yep. right. and then they start arguing yay having a lot of fun because they didn't um, learn the first time Oh, God, no, no, this is not. this is the part where Ebenezer kicks his shit right back at him, which makes me very happy. Right. They, I mean, from from this, this gets into the corner hounds, right? So mm -hmm. they're they're arguing out on the street, and then everybody gets really sick and scared, and then like people start to go nuts and start screaming, right? Like, yeah. and then it's like, what the fuck was that? Oh yeah, that was outsiders. <laughs> while we're arguing, but allow, but allow us to continue this argument while we kick the shit out of some outsiders. It's, yeah. it's just so. It, it's even though it's between the two of them, it's what I wanted out of Ebenezer. You know, the the level of smartass. Because again, where do you think Harry got it? And yeah. and the fact that like they're they're just total badasses. You know. And and even though we know what Harry can pull off, Ebenezer still makes him look like a teenager, you know, yeah. inexperienced, you know, just hedge wizard in comparison, yeah. um, which is what we needed to see. You know, we needed to mm -hmm. see some of the senior council's tricks and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah, the fight between them was really fun, especially when Ebenezer says, I know you're not dumb enough to do this. And Harry, I'm more than dumb enough. <laughs> right. Of course he is. <laughs> oh, I'm more than dumb enough. Right. It's pretty not good from southern. that trait. I actually feel like they did that really well in the trailer. I yeah, want that. yeah, very good. Know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The, isn't this also? Isn't this also the part where he's like, "Notice how none of this plan involves white court vampires." Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's it's towards the end. But like, yeah. and if you've been paying attention, you'll notice that completely white yeah. court vampire. Face. I, Ed is being really sassy. Like, yeah, real sass. That that was when it was like everything else up to that point like flowed in the conversation, but yeah, just him pulling it out at the end. It was like, yep, yeah. that was all the sarcasm right there. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I also I don't I don't want to skip past this part without talking like how much Ebenezer does in this scene, like the layers of the armor of will. That was so sick. Whereas Harry usually has like a shield. This sounded more like Ebenezer was like putting on like layers and layers and layers of armor like on his actual body did that was that the visual you guys got i mean it to me it was like um think of it like the the visualization for like a fly right like you've got all those individual cells and and kind of the layering so like i i thought of it like i'm trying to think of another you know like a pop culture reference where you'd see a shield like the only one that's coming to mind is the stupid shield you'd throw down for master chief and halo in yeah. like two or three or whatever but you've got the the shield with all the individual sections it's something along those lines that was kind of what i visualized but okay um you know just all of that in the fact that he's doing it basically either just with his staff or no additional focus right you know, was just like you know, Ebenezer doesn't need the toys. He doesn't need the tricks, you know. Right. And he's way more prepared than you are. Like, he's yeah. he's not only had to deal with this shit, but he's thought of things that you never even thought to think of. <laughs> the right. shit yeah. he does to outsiders who are very <laughs> magic resistant. Yeah. While he's, he's just laying there under attack, yes. has a shield up. Making gravity on like six outsiders, and he's—I mean, who Ep? I've I've waited for a long time for like to see Ep cut loose, and like especially later and towards the end, it's like yeah. Like, I, I still feel like you know. I feel like the the line from Kincaid, you know, oh, I've never really seen a wizard cut loose. You still haven't. Like as yeah. much as Ebenezer did, I still right. don't think. He fully cut loose because oh, you know sure. he's he's like oh you know how your mom purposefully had you and you're a starborn so i'm going to tell you in three lines everything you need to know right now because i need to use you as a weapon because right. if i were here by myself i'd probably give myself 50 50 odds but since yeah. you're here we may actually pull this off you know <laughs> this is and so this, yeah, this is also such a great unreliable narrator moment i feel like because it's like he's like okay, so we're gonna do Starborn thing. And Harry's like, now, now we're gonna do it. Like, like <laughs> right. Harry's been thinking about this before, and it was just yeah. we've, every time people have said Starborn, Harry's just been like, yeah, we're just moving on here. Right. Yeah. Then he asks more questions, and uh, Ebenezer says, "It's not time to tell you that now." Like, Why? I, I know, and, and because that, the plot isn't ready. I know. Right? <laughs> that shit bugs me too, because yeah. it's like I've already said too much, and I'm like, but who? Who According is, to what? Because to to jump ahead just a little bit, who has leverage on Ebenezer and River Shoulders enough 
that who's who where where's the venn diagram where that circle overlaps i'm thinking right. it's a great where, council thing and they've all been like we can't tell him yet but I, why but that didn't exist until well, a few no. books ago like i mean a lot I, of the great council was basically just epps homies right the I, I just don't know, man. Like, well, the easy answer is either Ebenezer is actually the one who is, yeah. and he's just deciding when to dole out the info, or someone like Mab who doesn't want him to know yet for reasons that we have yet to figure out. I guess Mab that could be. Why but... wouldn't Mab want him to know that he can kick outsider ass? Because he's busy doing things for her. Like kicking outsider ass like he has been. <laughs> no, so far it's fine. Mab... The world hasn't fallen. Right. Mab knows that his hero complex will get in the way. So if if he's like, why am I here introducing Lara Wraith to fucking Christos? Or I should be helping my fairy godmother man the goddamn wall because that's my whole freaking job. You know, like suddenly all of the, the milk runs that Mab has put him on comparatively, <laughs> you know, are, are nothing compared to, they are literally attacking the walls. So maybe you guys deal with the Titan and I'll go you know, kick outside her ass, but you know, I mean, it's, you got to think about how Harry is, is even also without considering how nature. useful he'd be at the wall. Mm -hmm. If he had known what he's capable of as being a starborn in cold days, imagine how much easier that fight would have been. Yeah, and why wouldn't she I, want him I to know? I don't know that we grant that only because it's a walker we're talking about. So I don't think there he wants to go. Other, I don't think he wants to go rub it his mind up against a walker just yet. But he did anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, he did he it did. on accident. Nah, he did it because Harry doesn't know better. Like, you know, because I, I, I remember a word of Jim about like, wait a minute, like he just called that outsider by name and introduced himself using his true name. Like that mm -hmm. seems like a stupid move. Yeah, it does, right. doesn't it? It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and yet he does it just fine. It's a, it's the same thing with, you know, talking about him narrating the case files and he does it literally in the first book. You know, I am Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden. Conjure by it at your own risk. Like, there's definitely some other things that haven't haven't been answered there. You know, in, in that regard. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, he he rubs his face against Will's. Like the the one that seems odd man out to me is actually the one from the deeps with uh, you know the outsiders there mm. and the fact that Lash has to save him. That's the one that I can't square. All the other ones make sense in the fact that it's Harry and and being a starborn. Like people are always like you know oh well Harry's a wizard so blah blah blah. Okay. We we so talk about it was being fueled by an outsider, but uh, the other guy was actually doing the spell. Maybe that makes it harder and more tangible. I don't know. It's so what what I was going to say is like everybody like talking about, you know, Murphy's superpower. Everybody gets a superpower. No, it was Justine. Everybody gets a superpower. Dresden being a wizard is not his superpower. Dresden is stubborn as shit. Like there is literally nothing that is more willful and stubborn, even probably Ebenezer than Dresden is. That's what I've always right. said is like if you stripped away everything else, everything else makes everybody equal. The thing that Dresden stands out for is that he's got the mental defenses. He's mentally the brawler. He's that yeah. stubborn, you know? And so like that, that made more sense. Like that's where it's going to work out with the outsiders, right? Their stuff is mental as much as, you know, they bring in the weirdness from the outside. Um, but yeah, the, the, like I said, the main thing I could never square was the deeps and how she had to save him. And, uh, because if 
if the mental whammy can't stick to him because he's a starborn and you know the fact that he's mostly indomitable at that point like what happened there did he just not try because i mean that's not true either we know he he if she wasn't there he would have died with everybody else you know but back then he didn't write that one down at least back then he he just didn't know how to like banish them or anything oh yeah we needed to have bonnie right here we are well, more more explicitly, I think you needed the the heartstrings of you know Lash sacrificing herself for Dresden. The Bonnie thing is kind of like, I mean, I hate to say it, but to me, it's incidental. Like so far, but uh, you know, the the Lash sacrifice was was a big deal, you know, to the story. But in order to do that, we have to ignore the fact that it's like it's literally a superpower. You know, it's like. Or that she's telling him for the first time what he is, and we get the first hint of what being a starborn is right there. In it was like scene. incident number three of, oh yeah, and your mother, and she's dead. Right. Yeah. I mean, but again, everybody knows except for Harry, you know, because like, I'm, I'm thinking even like, you know, it, it's like the second or third time he has the conversation with uh, you know, the first time with this character, but Osharavas, you know, we're talking about like, you know, you pay, you defy creatures simply for for the reason that they need to be defied. You know, that's that's kind of all part of that build up in my mind is that, you know, to him, it's just natural. But to everybody else, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, and, and just that level of defiance. And it's kind of because he has to and because he can. You know, so anyway, more tangent, but so. so this is a conversation where he realizes that he can withstand outsider attacks more than anyone else can, and he can hurt them in return. So when he punches a corner hound in the face, it actually hurts it. And they're afraid of him. He cannot be yeah. infected by nemesis. That moment where he like sees himself from the outsider perspective was pretty neat. Like that was a good, that was a good one. And Conjuritis strikes again, and he sneezes up a bucket. The, the closest, yeah, the closest we get to it being plot relevant, which is what I yeah. wanted. You know, when they kind of introduced it, it was like it. It's got to be it's got to be plot relevant somewhere. And then, you know, Ebenezer's like, oh my God, if only we had a wheelbarrow and a Holocaust cloak. And Harry's like, what you, you know? So, you know, just, yeah. It takes so, Ebenezer to stabilize him. Yeah, sleep. so that was also really dumb of like, I wish I had a bucket and he sneezes and then it appears and he says, sorry, it'll be gone in just a minute. And Ebenezer's the one who's like, oh, this is convenient and makes it stay. Because Harry yeah. didn't get that, even though he was just saying it. Right. Yeah, I just, you know, senior. Imagine, people, so. imagine if we ask Jim about the contraritis, and he's going to be, well, I wanted, I wanted it. This has to be hard for Harry. So, just, and it was like, there was a moment where we needed a bucket, and that was just my solution. Right. And that's the reason <laughs> well, he has contraritis. I mean, the, the real kicker is like, okay, so you're on the senior council. If Harry can do this accidentally just by thinking about it, why can you not just conjure a fucking bucket from the right? right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real question, I guess. Is like, I mean, yeah. like, if Ebenezer's we... running around, man, I wish I had a bucket. Like, <laughs> okay, so you, know. you need a gun, just summon it. Eh. 
I, I'm willing to say complex things, whatever, you know, like, because he's oh, like got to have the image. He conjured spiders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, okay, so the like spiders there, are spi- be... there are spiders in the Never Never. We've exactly. seen them. We have right. not seen guns in the Never Never. Right. Have you seen a bucket in the Never Never? <laughs> but Maybe. a bucket is a shape as much as anything. Wait, like so that's why I'm spiders... saying like a gun. Ebenezer, if Ebenezer's a gunsmith, then maybe. Like if he's secretly like, yes, I can summon a 1911 because I have you know memorized the internal workings and you know whatever. Okay. But... How about bullets then? You can never run out of bullets as long as you're powering it, and then the evidence goes away. Now I want a gun wizard. Great, thank you for making this the hyperspace ram of the Dresden verse, where it's like, if he can summon a bucket, can he summon a M60 machine gun? You know, like, why is Harry just not like? Were you trying? I don't to, see why not. Were you pretending to be there? I don't know. Just the some only person. one on the podcast who has two X chromosomes. <laughs> hey, did you just assume my gender? You... Yes, yes, I did. Oh, I'm you did a good job. It as long as you don't shave. <laughs> Why do you think I'm so good at that voice? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, but no, I Angelic. yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it, and again, Harry's an idiot. So like, you know, maybe Ebenezer can do the thing, but I don't Wait, think so. Endless I'll grant bullets, you a unless... gun is very complicated to make it work right. Okay, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe bullets you need to know how they were composed, but you could like summon knives anytime you wanted, right? Sure. Or yeah. whatever. And like, if he can conjure spiders, were they actually spiders from the Never Never? Like, did he like do the binder thing, or were they just automatons acting the way he expected spiders to? You are asking a lot of complex questions about a plot device. Why don't you really have my answer? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need sleep. I need answers. <laughs> So, I don't know, man. Thank you. This is something that was written in to be convenient. Right. Yeah. It well, well, both inconvenient and convenient, right? Like there's again, there's gotta be a reason because why the hell else now? Like, why why wasn't this in Grave Peril? Why wasn't this in any of the other books where like the stakes weren't comparatively as high and just all of this other stuff. Why did Harry make it out of childhood with it? I mean, uh, uh, there's so many questions and a lot of it is probably he didn't think about it until I cannot imagine this was in his outline all those years ago and just be like, and then it, and then, and then it be stocks. He gets conjuritis. That's so oh, this is one of those things where you, you don't get chicken pox as a kid, but you get it from your kid because your kid has it. So now this is like the backdoor hint of Maggie having powers. Like, like probably the I do movie. like that hint. Yeah, yeah I, I like the theory, but you know, from, from some of the Q&As that I had seen him talking about Maggie in the upcoming young adult novel is that he hadn't decided if she's going to have powers or not. And that she may How long not, ago was this? Know. It, it's been a while, but it, has he talked about it recently? I think well, he said I mean, something it's also recently. Be her having powers, what does it matter? I mean, she'll have powers like Carrie did when he was her age, and he long jumped really fast once. I mean, it's not going to be anything of use for a while. Right? I think he was argue, uh, like debating if she was going to get any powers at all. Because it's not guaranteed that wizard kids gets wizard powers. No, but it would be improbable her not to when everybody else on the planet gets a power up to hang around him are you thinking about butters right now i'm thinking about literally everyone 
<laughs> but yes, Butters too, because he's going to sneeze Butters out of thin air and he's going to lightsaber stab a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you use conjuritis. I really could use a Jedi Knight right now. <laughs> I really could use it. He saw, the, he saw the portal scene from Avengers and he was like, hmm. <laughs> that's smart. I like that. Like what the way he did it in the Wraith steeps, he was like, that's way too that's new level. We gotta we gotta go Doctor Strange. Well, I mean the dude's got a necklace that tells him where all the ways are and what everything. Why he isn't firing fireballs into thin air and having them burst out behind someone is beyond me anyway. <laughs> Why he's not playing portal. I think the the ways are probably a little too rigid for that to be actually work out. No, because he can and sneeze things know. out of them whenever he wants, so they're not that rigid. We already know that five feet to the left is an entirely different, you know, part of the never. But he knows so. which way to fire it, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I fired that fireball 12 hours ago. It'll be here and now. <laughs> if it's good enough for a fairy lady, it's good enough for a blockhead. Okay, so the corner hounds, he sneezed a bucket. Yes, and then sir. his entire plan involves zero white court vampires. Yes, there are 13 corner hounds. It is one entity in 13 different bodies, and so that's the whole pack. They need to banish all of them at the same time. So they're doing two things of circles. So Ebenezer's Mm going to be inside one of them or not, and then because then Harry breaks it, and then there's going to be a larger one to bind them and fire because it's reflective. It it creates kind of like a, an increased magnitude of the power. Why have we never seen that one before either? He does fire. Why are his spells not more powerful in the instance where he set buildings on fire? Because they weren't in a circle. Well, because they weren't. Yeah, they have to yeah. focus them in a circle. Just because the right. building's on fire doesn't mean he's a human torch. <laughs> yeah, Alex. If it's reflective, then it, I mean, it shouldn't have to. Why did he never use this before when clearly Ebenezer taught him that? Because it's dangerous. Look, look how difficult it was for <laughs> just them to do it. Right. But yeah, if you yeah, think wait, says not have corner hounds at your face and you're, you're just like, I need more power right now. It's so probably, probably too destructive, potentially. I mean, you see what the, the Hellfire Circles did. So, uh, well, there's a lot of just, answers. The, the practical answer is Jim didn't think of it earlier. Not mm-hmm. necessarily. Probably. Well, the Hellfire Circles in the small favorite, that does. Help. Well, I mean, you also, then you got to figure you're lighting shit on fire and sitting in a circle. Over, I mean, <laughs> yeah. by itself is not necessarily a good thing. You, you've got to contain two things now. And you got to so, keep from burning time, down the building or the area you're in and holding the entity. It's not very practical to do most of the time. It's. How many times have you seen Dresden use a circle offensively? Not very, usually defensively. I've seen it used right. against him once. Right. Almost never. How many times have you seen somebody use a, a circle to banish something inside of it that was attacking them? I can think of one instance, and it was Molly who did it. And people like to forget that like, as much muscle as Dresden has, he's not an evoker. His his main job isn't slinging fire around. He He's, uh, what's crap? He says that, but he slings it around just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just he saying. Can, he can That's... complain about his skill all he wants. The fact that every single instance is fireball or gravity energy, the instant an enemy comes, it's like, well, you can tell He's me about a poker, but you certainly evoke like, a lot. Twice. He uses will. So, invisible force or fireball. 
Yeah. And, and how often does Dresden have so much like time to prepare that he's just going to throw down a circle so he can catch somebody in it and, and incinerate them. Well, so that's the difference between him and Ebenezer. Ebenezer didn't have and, any time to prepare. Yeah. And he still did it. Right. Cause yeah, Ebenezer he just so happened fly, to have. So. Cause he can earthbend in the air. <laughs> right. Well, and, and like Ebenezer also like as much as we give crap to Harry about like, destroying public property ebenezer is like i made a circle in the concrete with my fucking mind because we need a circle right now whereas like harry's like hold on i've got to run out this marker i gotta just <laughs> yeah. i got chalk let's go yeah. it's like circly enough you know like that's the other thing like why can he not just like why why does he not just make a circle in the ground and then even better because magic is the cause of and solution to all of our problems just fix it afterwards because uh, like, he's not good at earth magic <laughs> right exactly. he's saying which is another thing it's like get right okay get so, good man right do it let me think way too much on this he you can use the force as, like as like a laser pointer like destructive thing as like a pen to draw it sure. Like if you have a power washer, essentially. Well, yeah, maybe Lucio could do that with a little fire needle thing, but right. Harry's big ass fireball. Yeah, I, I mean, what's the smallest he's, he's gotten down is like the after a fireball is a circle. No, he's done I what? The little, he's gonna scratch it with the little ball of sunshine. He's gonna do a circle go. big exactly. enough for a mouse. Yes. <sighs> All right, and because they need a distraction, Harry summons up a T Rex. Yeah, sort of. Oh yeah, the yeah. It is it is fairly distracting and also yeah, that, that he pumps more magic into it. So. Yeah, it's it's like I don't understand. Like I, I I I appreciate the idea of thinking about Butters' eardrum exploding, but how could Harry have possibly thought this was a gift suitable for a human being? I, I, he cranks it because up. It's in a confined. It's in a confined space. Yeah. Uh. So I think that's. I don't think the actual spell was intended to be that loud. He tried it. He he see he saw how high he could go. He went to a this is safe but really loud level. Well, and safe if, because it won't if he did at 165 decibels, the plate shattered and his hair caught on fire. <laughs> he knows because he did it. <laughs> yeah, that I, there are just so many takeaways from that though. It, it was great. Come on, the only thing bad about it for you is that it was for butters. No, again, I told you, I appreciate picturing Butters as I don't believe you. I don't believe you for anything good for Butters ever. If it's related to him, even if you say it, I think inside, you're like, no. I mean, sort of, because anything talked about with him is positive anyway, because that's what happens. Butters gets all the good shit and, you know, gets to do whatever. I wish I had a T-Rex for my birthday. Exactly. Okay, uh, so Ebenezer is fighting all 13 corner hounds that are kind of temporarily in pain because of the dino serenade. And Harry goes over to a truck and like flips it, busts his hand into the, the gas tank in order to fill the bucket with a whole bunch of gas and then, then the ring of fire to start. And Ebenezer just shows how badass he is because he's doing all of this with like no help. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, despite the fact that he was probably going to make it during the the reading, it, there were definitely some moments where I'm like, I don't think he's going to make it, you know. So, <laughs> it, like, he he gets buried more than once, and and then you're like, oh man, how could he possibly do this thing? And then he's like, somehow he gets a hand free and he does the thing, and it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, okay then. With no toys. 
Right, right. At least no visible toys, you know, like we don't see him using a shield bracelet. We don't see him using a belt buckle. We don't see him use freaking anything. I, I'm, I don't recall entirely the involvement of a staff either. Like, you know, I'm sure it was mentioned. I just don't remember. Oh, he it. has it. It, um, yeah. he used it to solidify the bucket for longer, technically. Right. I, but okay. I don't remember him using the staff against the corner hounds much. Maybe with a fireball or something. Right. It doesn't get mentioned. Whereas, like in comparison, Harry, you know, again, think about like um, proven guilty, you know, and fighting the fetches, spe specifically to me, like the xenomorph. He anytime he's fighting with like his will or he's hits them with a bowling ball of force, you know, that sort of thing. He'd like tease it up with his staff. So it's very prominent in his displays and it's actually a part of his magic. Whereas like Ebenezer's just like, I just think about shit and it happens. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, again, actual senior council versus like, yeah, I mean, I, I fight kids for milk money sometimes and, you know, it works out for me. So. He used his staff for fire because he blasted one in the head. Gotcha. That makes sense. Also, isn't uh, isn't Ebenezer's staff like really plain? Like compared to compared to Harry's, it's been described as like having all these runes and stuff on it. And then every time Ebenezer's staff is uh, described, it's just like a knobby old staff. Well, it's it's stumpy. I think he called yeah, it this time right. around. Yeah, um, well, I don't. I don't remember that. The only one I remember whose staff really. Was they made a point? He made a point out of saying had no runes or sigils. Was the Merlin's white staff? Oh, um, back in like turncoat or some shit. Did the yep. black staff have any runes? I don't think so. I don't think. So. I was gonna say like Stumpy and Nobby kind of makes me think black staff versus like well, he actually has a, a you know he's he got two. his everyday carry staff and then he's got his black staff you know yeah so. he's got the, he's got his normal staff. and his I mean business staff. Well, he's also a great deal shorter than Dresden, so his staff is, by comparison, going to be right. Sure. But I mean, he use, he can quarter staff, so it's got to be tall enough. Right, that's fair. All right, Harry is banishing them. He uh, mind melds with the corner hounds, feels whatever it is outside, and for a second, it makes sense. They are afraid of him, and he is a pillar of light that they can't hurt and then but, they're gone yeah. was this the first time in the series that we had actually heard about like how they operate as in them being like an using like an avatar like he's talking about how like they're outside reality and they're like basically um possessing a body here in reality it's, no, I mean, uh, it's the most that's, detail we got. Yeah, it's the most detail, but like even yeah. with um, the walkers, we know that they're using a body to come here because they, you know, when he kills he who walks before, he turns into like vapor and goes away, but he's obviously got his leftover's body. Right. Oh, right. And it's and, even worked similarly with more mundane things like um, it's a. Is it binder spoons? Is it explained with them or is it the uh, the. The horror monsters from the either they're all made of ectoplasm. Yeah, Mo almost all of the monsters, you know, have to conjure a body out of ectoplasm, and then they give it shape. You know, so especially binders, goons, and things like that. The ones that were always a little bit more iffy to me were the Fey because you know they're quasi mortal, and he seems to actually hurt them. 
like, you know, in Summer Night again, you know, fighting the ogre, they like chop his legs off, but they chop his legs off. It's not like they turn into goo. Right. So the Fae are of both worlds. They're like in and out. The fetches were making bodies based on horror movies, and those bodies were fake made of ectoplasm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Their actual form, I guess, could be hurt. I don't know. Do they have an actual form when they come to? I don't. I don't think that it doesn't matter. It wasn't really established. I think. What the fetches? Yeah. yeah. If like they make bodies out of ectoplasm uh, when they come to Earth and like do evil, nasty shit, but they have an actual body, fey body. There are, they are fake. They were like these shadowy thingies. Whatever they were. Except, you know, the eldest one who could be whatever the fuck he wanted to be because he was <sighs> daddy. Fetch. Yeah. yeah. Fetch. All right. Corner hounds are gone, and Ebony <clears throat> says, see, not one vampire needed. Yay. Fucking sassy, dude. He's like. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> and Harry asks why he hates them so much, and Ebony's counters, why do you hate those ghouls so much that you killed a camp? Kaboom! I think he makes a good point there. To be fair, he makes he makes so many good good points. points. Right. Wait. So you do you agree with Ebenezer that Harry shouldn't hang out with with Thomas? Based on what? Based on his viewpoint, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know Thomas is is, you know a good guy. This, that, and the other thing. But my point, my gen, Thomas is is family. It's yeah, not it's that. more the general point that Harry's always like he's conveniently angsty about his decisions when he wants to be, and then he's very inconveniently blasé about what he really is and who he really is and what situations do. And he's just always like, like he for the first few few books he was he was staying away from Maggie for exactly these reasons, but now that he's decided that he wants to be in Maggie's life, it's like he can't. It's like when you grow up and you forget what being a child is like. He's completely forgotten why he thought that to begin with as a rational, very good reason to stay away. But, you know, he loves her and it's his daughter and yeah, I'm going to do better than you. All right. I'm sure you you also have a greater support system. I don't think Ebenezer had a house where he could stash his kid that are angels watching over it and a really, really good man. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Harry's the really good man. No, Michael is. Harry's Harry. the, Harry Michael's the best moderately okay man <laughs> who Michael likes to prop up as being better than he is. Michael is the best man at Harry Murphy wedding. For sure. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for getting that knife. Hang up. Me. Click yeah. it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> end of episode. Uh, we're close to the end of something. Um, Ebenezer says, I hate them because I know them because they took someone from me and Harry asked if it was mom and he says her too. So other people that he wasn't even thinking of as to why he hates the white court vampires other than his daughter. Here's a question. Do you think that there is a ghoul or like a red court vampire that is similar in the way that Thomas is where Thomas is like a good guy and there is somewhere out there there's like a good ghoul or like a good red court vampire? Well, the red court's all dead, so no. Well, um, besides that, <laughs> five books I think ago. the I think the Fellowship St. Giles is where you would have found those guys. You know, right? Yeah, maybe the half vampires specifically because they hadn't, you know, made their irredeemable. They haven't killed yet, someone, but, right? Uh, yeah. I think there's probably a 
vegetarian ghoul out there or two that just that just <laughs> eats actual animals and not humans. Or yeah. you know, ghouls in the traditional sense are you know grave eaters. They're carrion feeders. Or, and yeah, that maybe sort of thing. Just eat oh, yeah. people. You know, but um, I don't know. I sure why not? You know, Goodman Gray exists. That kind of yeah, opens yeah. the the door for everything. It, I feel like right. that's as much an RPG question as anything. You know, like yeah knock yourself out but like i don't think we're gonna run into you know a paragon of each of the races and just be like see this is the good ghoul so you can't hate all ghouls or else you're a racist or this is the <laughs> yeah i'm sorry no i i i ascribe to um it's easy to see the monsters because the monsters eat people so you know whether it's uh, you know whether it's uh, vampire ghoul whatever like if they've all killed to get there that puts them on that side of the fence Thomas is different because he's gone through so many leaps and bounds to get away from it. And then Justine has also worked with him to find a loophole, you know, so first, you know, finding willing participants and then, you know, finding, you know, the smart elves uh, are at least part of the buffet, you know? So right. um, again, like you, we also find the other non-humans like the, uh, um, the you know the the river people or whatever you know like river shoulders kid um forest they people. also thank you the the forest people they also don't like they get fed on but it doesn't hurt them per se you know um so you've got some of those things but other than that like every single one of those monsters killed somebody to be there and ghouls you know i don't know they're they're too mindless normally like i feel like their intelligence it, as it's been portrayed is usually just like it it's like you know I mean, D, D goblins you know it like i don't i want to square it a little bit different because you know dresden verse goblins that we've seen are scary but like D, &D goblins like they are as smart as they need to be to be evil <laughs> you know like yeah. they're they're yeah. um you know they're inventive and they're cunning and things like that so there's an, an intelligence there but it's only so that they can mm, hide word. so that they can eat you. You know, it's not like, you know, they went to college and, you know, they, they decided to take the vegan lifestyle or whatever. Like all of their intelligence is to get the kill. Like the tigress is the most intelligent ghoul we've ever seen. And well, Brad, still, I said the peace summit. Well, I was going to say, it seems right. like there's room for growth if we're going by the guy who leads them. Sure. Potentially. But yeah, like, you know, again, I think those are exceptions and not rules, you know, like it, it's the same. Uh, I could go on because, you know, it's something that I've, I've thought about and, and dealt with too, but just, you know, like at the end of the day, like their nature is what it is. So right. I think you're, I think you're perfectly acceptable, you know, labeling them as such dealing with them as the white court vampires, every single one of them got there by murdering somebody, how much say they had into it, whether they want to make amends afterwards, then that's the difference. You know, you take them sure. at what their actions are as an individual. But if you say, if I put you in a room with 10 white court vampires, <laughs> you know, yeah. like ah, I'm not going to yeah. look for the one that's like not going to eat me. I'm going to assume right. they're all going to try to eat me. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, it's always, it's an exception thing. If, right. if if Thomas wasn't his brother, he wouldn't really care. It's because he's his brother, so wham. Yeah. Right. And that way, he's kind of also gotten to know, like, and like, he even 
even though we know Lara's manipulative and you know and very scary at least in the um, I'll kill you with kindness uh, sense. They're also, I mean, the white cord vampires are more human, and you get to, he gets to he gets to see that because of Thomas. Well, they are mm. half human. Yeah, yeah, they're they're half human, but like they've also Thomas is the only one that seems capable of being in love. None of the others have uh, tried, probably because what's the point? Because it would just be constant torture. But if right. any of them were in love, then that's like that is an act of selflessness on their part and actually shows the kind of humanity that you need to be able to trust them. Wonder if River Shoulder's son and his girlfriend, if they're in love and because he's half what he is, if that just protects her somehow. So, I mean, the answer to that theoretically is they can't be because then she couldn't feed on him any more but... than Thomas can feed on Justine while they're in love. That's kind of like the loophole, right? Is that he can't feed on Justine, but if he boinks somebody else, that breaks the love protection, but then they boink and then he then they give it back to each other. Well, she's yeah. still in that weird limbo space where it's not entirely like she ha- her hunger hasn't exactly taken hold, but it has kind oh, of no, taken it has. She is a full white cord vampire. She fit yeah. real good on him. He was just strong enough to survive. Right. Hmm. To be very I mean, clear, she's yeah, like because full. I think it was the third the third story, right, where they had yeah. the like sex party in the entire campus, like yeah. you know, threw down. Yeah, she didn't know who yeah. he was. They were just in the closet and didn't know oh, what no, that was, was going for, on. What what Justin was referring to was when she's actually using her powers. Well, she's not actually she's not doing it on purpose, but like at the end, shoulders comes yeah. and yeah, yeah, it that's her like emanating sex out to the whole building, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to do it anywhere, accomplished campus is the place to be. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. All right. We can finish up this uh, discussion. Harry and Ebenezer are still talking. Uh, Harry wants to get more information, and this is Ebenezer saying it once every 666 years. Weird. Yeah. That's yeah. a number. That's a number. No Christian themes, though. Okay, guys, they're different yeah. artifacts. It's yeah, no, Odin's, totally. Odin's staff with the spearhead. It's yeah, some Odin other has a placard, placard somewhere. Yeah, it's some other placard. I really feel like that one is just like like obtuse. Yeah, they're all, they're all obtuse. A, a lot of the theories that we lampoon are jokes because, like, you have to disregard the, all the actual evidence and invent your own story for it to make sense. Go out the window. <laughs> Like time traveling and giving birth, and Murphy's a mantle now. So she always was. But <laughs> right. Ebenezer says more things of don't try to save the vampire because he's not worth it. And Harry says, He's one of mine. I'm going to save him. Don't make me go through you to do it. Right. And they leave unhappy. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, so that is the end of chapter 12. Next time we can start at chapter 13. Woo! At this rate, we've got four more episodes. We might actually be done by the time Battleground comes out. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do this. Totally doesn't mean we got this. There's a difference. And if we're running out of content, I can always throw in a tangent. (laughs) I don't think we we're struggling for content. We're struggling getting through what we've got already. So yeah, Yeah. because of the (laughs) tangents, the opposite problem. All right. Well, plug our stuff, including the other 
tangent podcast. Brokenjars.xyz, while we weren't recording, come watch us talk about what we recorded while we weren't recording next week. Because what are we talking about? To you in the title. I want to talk about Star Wars again because now I'm getting into it and I wasn't into Star Wars before. When you start reading <laughs> good Star Wars, we can talk about it. It's not new canon, it's the canon. No, okay. it's just we have to agree on the terminology. <laughs> the voice. No, we don't. And that's right. what like everybody used. So it's like that's the terminology. No, it's not what everybody used, it's what Disney told you to use. That's the difference. That's what, what your corporate overlord Some, said you can exactly. use. Exactly. Some corporation that's owned the rights for less than a decade doesn't get to tell me what 30 years of my fandom looks like. So yeah. Anyway, that's what it so says that's what we talk about in that fan run Wikipedia's. <laughs> yeah, which is also not canon. So if we're going to argue about what's canon, some other neckbeard in his basement doesn't get to tell me what I get to like, so and what I get to call things. Well, in this case, if we argue like that, we, we can just call anything everything. Words no, have because only some of us are right, <laughs> some of us are wrong. Right, like I am right and you are wrong. <laughs> It's very simple. That's kind, that's kind of what we talk about in while we weren't recording. Do we do we have a topic for next week? Kind of. I thought it was underrated stuff. Yeah, we oh, talked about right. overrated. So let's talk about underrated. Canon Canon Star Wars is underrated. No, Canon Star Wars is not existing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's that. Uh, Drive through RPG.net. Yep. Broken Jars. The XYZ. We have Goodbye. Patreon Send if you want to watch all you these have. arguments on Discord. Yeah. Money. money is good. Send us money. Money, money, Bye -bye. money.